Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be talking about a psalm of lament. But before we get to that discussion, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. O God, through the grace of your Holy Spirit, you pour your best gift of love into the hearts of your faithful people. Grant unto us health both of mind and body, that we may love you with our whole strength, and that today we may do those things which please you to your entire satisfaction. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today comes from Psalm 69, verses 1 through 9. Listen for a word from God. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Many are those who would destroy me, my enemies who accuse me falsely. What what I did not steal must I now restore. O God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. Do not let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me, O Lord God of hosts. Do not let those who seek you be dishonored because of me, O God of Israel. It is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred, an alien to my mother's children. It is zeal for your house that has consumed me. The insult of those who insult you have fallen on me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, in your introduction, you mentioned that this is a psalm of of lament. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, so we usually uh, categorize psalms into genres just to help us uh, get a deeper understanding of what the psalm is trying to communicate and trying to get through. Uh, Lots of people have made up different names for these, um, but one thing is for sure is that the Psalm of Lament is the most prominent in the Book of Psalms. Somewhere about a third we've categorized in this uh, group. And a Psalm of Lament, um, maybe another way to categorize it is a a cry for help, um, because that's usually at the heart of the Psalm, is, is this desire for help from whatever tragedy that this psalmist is going through. It's an opportunity for the psalmist to make this cry to God, uh, and it's and it's for the reader and the writer and for God, but it's also for the wider community. Uh, it's for the community to enter into that pain together, to understand uh, what it means to lament before God. Uh, and I think this is a a fabulous example of kind of both of those. If we have this interplay between uh, the the psalmist and God uh, of this deep uh, pain that they are pouring out, uh, the hope that even in the pain that's being poured out and the uh, 
difficult circumstances that the psalmist is going through, that it would not uh, be, that God would not be reduced in all that this person is going through. Um, and, and then at the same time, because of that hope, they are one setting example and showing what their hope is for the community, uh, that the whole community would be able to draw closer to God even in the midst of this difficult time. Um, yeah, one of the things I have thought about so much in the past <clears throat> year, and by that I mean 2021, not yeah. like the two weeks, <laughs> is the idea that in ancient Judaism and even today, crying out to God in lament is an act of faith. Mm. It is as equal an act of faith as being grateful is. Because when you cry out to God, you take seriously who God is and God's power in the world. I listened to this while you were reading it, and there's a part of me that feels like this is every church leader's lament, right? You have tried to do the thing, you know, zeal for the Lord's house, um, that it is in some way following God that is causing part of these problems. Um, I may just be reading my own stuff into that, right? But um, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Um, and so it's just this this really beautiful crying out. And we see it referenced in the John text that we read on Monday and we'll mm-hmm. read again on Friday. Because when Jesus goes to town with his temple tantrum, um, the disciples remember, oh, yeah, there will be a suffering servant. And we remember that zeal for God's house consumes him. And so John makes that connection with the disciples there. Um, And so it's good to remember that all of the ways that we find ourselves the very fullness of human experience, we can take all of that to God Mm -hmm. and ask for restoration and ask for a heart that is changed because that's the business that God is in. Yeah, because what's the very first ask in this psalm? It's save me, oh God. That is the first thing that the psalmist comes uh, and requests of then it goes on to say all the reasons they need they need saving, but the cry for help is save me. The cry for help is help me, uh, and and I think that as you said, uh, that is at the heart of what it means to to be faithful, uh, to understand yeah. that we need to be saved. Right? Yeah. Uh, my one of my professors always their favorite joke, and I think I heard them say about 12 times mm-hmm. uh, throughout the course of my college career was, um, you know, we have a praise and worship band on Sunday nights, but we don't have a lament band. <laughs> and there's a lot more lament psalms than there are praise psalms. Yes. Um, uh, and and so if this, if this is what scripture is demonstrating is faithful worship, uh, are we emulating that? And you know, regard? I will say, of course, I like traditional worship. There are hymns that really get at this, mm-hmm. right? I was sinking deep in sin, far from the uh, restful shore. I mean... There are, I think, people who have kind of penned what the human experience is. And you know, Brett, I was just reading those lines again. Do not let those who hope in God be put to shame because of me. Hmm. Do not let those who seek God be dishonored because of me. I feel like there's a real heart for God and God's people in those words. And 
in our humanity, it often goes sideways, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, there's the, <laughs> I think there's so many ways we could, you know, we may say that to other people, perhaps <laughs> of, you know, as long as people are drawn closer to God, whatever. But this is, this is a psalmist bearing their heart to God and they're being as truthful uh, totally. as, as they possibly can. Uh, you know, as evidenced by the line, three lines earlier of I'm weary with my crying, my throat is parched, my mm-hmm. eyes are growing dim with waiting for my God. Uh, there is uh, such a deep uh, despair that's matched with the hope. Um, you know, to to what you said about some of the, the hymns that we sing, you know, I think there are quite a few um, people that I've, talk to that are like, you know, I don't want to come to church and feel sad, uh, you know, which I totally understand. On the flip side, we all feel sad, right? <laughs> that is that is part of the human experience is to uh, feel despair at times, to feel hopeless. And it's like, would you rather do that alone in your bed or would you rather do that in a community uh, pointing you back to God? <laughs> yes. And may those of us who find ourselves not in that place, may we be welcoming of the tears, even though we don't understand and we're not there ourselves. Absolutely. Our quote today is from Mark Vrogrop. Easy for you to say. (laughs) Who says, when brokenness becomes your life, lament helps you turn to God. It lifts your head and turns your tear-filled eyes toward the only hope you have, God's grace. Friends, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you will come back on Friday. We're going to talk about the John text again, and if there's one thing I know about John's gospel, we can find story upon story within it. (laughs) But now I want to offer you the benediction of William Sloan Coffin. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may God give you grace not to sell yourselves short, Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to remember that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth and too small for anything but love. So may God take your minds and think through them. May God take your lips and speak through them. May God take your hands and work through them. May God take your hearts and set them on fire. Amen. Amen.